Welcome back to another episode of Outside the Shoe. I'm Jeff Hammersley, joined once again by Meredith Hine, where this week we will be talking about women's soccer at Ohio State. The second time we've done this now uh, in the off season, but since a few things have happened over the week with women's soccer, it's absolutely worth talking about a little bit more, especially with the season just around the corner. So Meredith, welcome back once again, and let's get things started. Uh, looking back earlier in the week on Tuesday, the Buckeyes began their first training session uh, to get ready for the campaign in 2019. Six starters and 13 letter winners are returning to the Scarlet and Gray, as is an unprecedented amount of offense. I know we talked about this the last time on that podcast of last month about women's soccer for the Buckeyes and at the USA at large, but can you give us a refresher for what this Buckeye squad is bringing back on the pitch? Absolutely. Ohio State brings back six starters from last season's squad, which finished third in the Big Ten. The team returns most of its offense, but will be without Big Ten Goalkeeper of the Year, Devin Kerr. The key player returning has to be Izzy Rodriguez, who is back for her junior season with the Buckeyes, and who has already been recognized as one of the top players heading into the 2019 season. You're absolutely right, Meredith. Izzy Rodriguez is definitely one of the best players for Ohio State, if not the best player entering the 2019 season. And for the Buckeyes, 91% of the goals last season are returning this time around. So definitely for the offense to run it through her. But even before the season has started, she picked up a big watch list honor. Can you tell us a little bit more about Rodriguez and those expectations that will be coming this fall? Rodriguez was named to the watch list for the Max Herman Trophy, honoring the most outstanding soccer player in the country. She had started 39 games in her career in Columbus, and was tied last season for the most goals on the team with four. Rodriguez was also a member of the under-20 U.S. World Cup team that competed in France last year, and a member of the Big Ten All-Freshman team as a freshman. It'll be a huge advantage for the Buckeyes to bring her back. Speaking of being brought back, head coach Lori Walker-Hawk signed an extension with the Buckeyes that now runs to the 2021-2022 season. She's already been at the helm for 22 seasons already, and has had great success throughout that tenure. Looking at her resume, how big of an impact does this extension have on the Buckeye program? She's made a huge impact, if for no other reason than the fact she's been with the program for more than two decades. Walker Hawk brings a culture of winning and was a four-time national champion herself at North Carolina as a player and has brought those winning ways to Columbus. She is a three-time Big Ten Coach of the Year, most recently in 2017. In the past 17 seasons, Walker Hawk has taken the Buckeyes to 13 NCAA tournaments, including in each of the last four seasons. She has also led Ohio State to an appearance in the College Cup in 2010. In the Big Ten, Walter Hawk took her teams to conference regular season titles twice and conference tournament titles three times. And right out of the gate, Meredith Hawk is going to be coaching an Ohio State team that's going up against a Louisville squad in Game 1. I know it just felt like the summer just began, but now it's flown by the start of the season, now just a few weeks away. In fact, students will be back on campus in just a couple weeks. August 22nd will be the season opener for the Buckeyes, and it's Louisville. What do the Cardinals bring to the pitch, and how big of an early season showdown is this for the Buckeyes, not only to set the tone for non-conference, but get them primed for a run in the Big Ten? The Buckeyes have a tough schedule on the whole this upcoming season, and it starts right off the bat. Louisville enters the season having been knocked out of the first round of last year's NCAA tournament by Tennessee. The Cardinals are led by junior midfielder Amina Ekic, who is also on the watch list for the Mac Herman Trophy. She started all 19 games last season for Louisville, scoring seven goals, and will be a tough player to defend against for the Buckeyes. 
Yeah, absolutely, Meredith. I think for Louisville, they've lost the last three games uh, to end their last campaign. A a senior day loss to Virginia Tech, an ACC quarterfinals loss to Virginia, and then Tennessee in the NCAA tournament. So I think they're going to be hungry to play the Buckeyes. Uh, when that first game rolls around, but overall series-wise, the Buckeyes lead two to one in the series. However, comma, the last time these two teams met was September twenty-first, two thousand eight. The Buckeyes a two-one win in Columbus. This game's got to be in Columbus, but a Louisville team hungry should make it a very good contest to begin the season. Speaking of the season, previewing the non-conference slate, eight matches for the Buckeyes this season will feature teams that who made it to the NCAA tournament a season ago. We talked about those games a little bit in our last soccer podcast in July, but now that training sessions have commenced for most of the teams in the country, we are beginning to see how these teams have improved since last fall. So Meredith, of those eight non-conference games, can you give us a prediction for how the Buckeyes will do? Also, do you have any additional thoughts on how the Big Ten season will fare for the Scarlet and Gray? As we just talked about, the Buckeyes open with a challenging match against Louisville, but Texas A&M looks to be the toughest match of the non-conference season as the Aggies enter the fall ranked 12th in the nation. But the show really starts come conference play, as four of those games against tournament teams come once the Buckeyes get into their Big Ten schedule, including Penn State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Northwestern. Penn State and Wisconsin once again look to be the top teams in the conference this season, but teams like Ohio State could definitely disrupt the balance come the start of conference play. Definitely Meredith and those regular season contests should be ones to watch for for Ohio State, especially those non-conference marquee matchups with Louisville A&M and even in Big Ten play for the Buckeyes. Definitely a team to watch out for as we head into the season. Uh, Transitioning a little bit to former Buckeyes, Arden Holden, a member of the 2018 squad, signed to play for Kazigert. For Kazigert, they are a team in Kazakhstan. Uh, They're in the UEFA Women's Champions League, and actually they have qualifications for the Women's Champions League coming up uh, on Saturday, August 10th, and Sunday, August 11th. Uh, We talked about this a little bit with the World Cup edition of our podcast, uh, how it's some of these Buckeyes getting the opportunity to play internationally and also signing deals to play professionally in America and overseas. How does having former players, especially the recent one with Holden, uh, sign pro contracts fair for the program's ability to recruit. We saw this in the World Cup over the summer, but it's a huge boost to recruiting to see former players succeeding on the international or professional stage. Holden's new team is the top team in Kazakhstan, and even though it's not a household name stateside, still represents another data point in favor of Ohio State's professional resume. Combined with the three former Buckeyes who participated in the World Cup this summer, and Ohio State has really built its pitch to draw on some of the top players, both in the U.S. and abroad. Absolutely, Meredith. I think you hit the nail on the head there uh, for the Buckeyes recruiting efforts when you have a few players or a few alumni playing on the international stage for the World Cup. You have them playing on American soil professionally. You have them playing on overseas soil professionally. And now with the case of Holden signing with Kazugur, a top team in Kazakhstan, and also a team in the pursuit for a UEFA Women's Champions League spot. Transitioning back stateside, on the national stage, the women's soccer scene has been dominated by the usual teams that we've known over the past couple decades. You have North Carolina, Stanford, uh, Georgetown was last season uh, with Florida State as the four teams in the College Cup. The College Cup final, actually, Florida State a 1-0 win against North Carolina, winning that game uh, and carrying North Carolina in the Tar Heels' backyard. 
Penn State was a quarterfinalist last year. Ohio State did punch their ticket as well, but the Buckeyes lost to Wake Forest in the opening round in that tournament. So I think looking at 2019, who are some of the teams to look out for on the national stage? And do you think any Big Ten teams could fit the bill and could make a run for a national title? Florida State remains the top team to beat nationally. The Seminoles are ranked number one in the U.S. Soccer Coaches preseason poll after winning the NCAA championship last season. The runners-up from 2018, North Carolina, entered the season as the second-ranked team in the country. The Tar Heels, per the usual, will be one of the top teams to look out for. They've won 21 national titles in program history, far and above any other program, but haven't won at all since 2012. From the Big Ten, Penn State looks like a contender with the Nittany Lions coming in at number six nationally. They bring back a lot of players, including three from Penn State who made the watch list for the Mac Harmon Trophy for the nation's most outstanding player. Alrighty, that will do it for this week's edition of Outside the Shoe. I'm Jeff Hammersley, once again joined by Meredith Hine to talk Ohio State sports that aren't football or men's basketball. Uh, stay tuned on Land Grant Holy Land on our website as we will announce what next week's podcast will be, maybe around Tuesday. So just keep an eye on our stories, our wisest news stories every Monday and Tuesday, and also the pieces that Meredith puts out uh, every Monday that gives you a summary of what's happening around Ohio State sports. Once again, Meredith Hine, I'm Jeff Hammersley. Thank you for listening, and we'll hopefully catch you again next week.